brand new episode of the Straight Up Truth Podcast. I am your host, Straight Up Podcast Music Monday, and this is our first one in season five. And I, I, I had to bring this person on today because uh, he's one of my good friends, uh, great personality, a lot of energy. Uh, so today's Music Monday, we're kind of going international, but we're staying in America. It, it's it's a type of di- you know here on Music Mondays, we like to re- reach out and find things that are different. And today's artist is no different because he is definitely unique, definitely different than most artists that you would ever meet. So without further ado, help me welcome Big Mo. Big Mo, thank you, sir, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. How's everyone doing? I'm hoping everyone enjoying the show. This is Big Mo, B-I-T-W. It's like the Borada de los Gorditos, best in the world, baby. Yeah, you can hear Big Mo. <laughs> big Mo is a big personality. And like I said, he he is a different type of artist because he just gave us a little sample of what Big Mo can do. And, you know, he has that nice, angelic voice that uh, you hear on the track. You're like, wait a minute. Big Mo's doing like that, and, and for us that know Big Mo, we know that he he, got, he he can he can throw it down. But man, I didn't know Big Mo that you was you was doing bangers like that, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm 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 doing my best. It's something I've been, you know, getting into for a long time, and you know, I've been this is half natural, half I, a lot of studying. Yeah, and so to make sure I get this right. So it's Big Mo B I T W. Is that correct? Yes. That pronounce is it pronounce is it, is it yes, between, exactly. Okay. You, you said exactly like that. Okay. Exactly. So, yeah. Break that down. What does big mo B I T W stand like? What does that mean? Well, um, it, it really just initially started as just Big Mo. Um, but there were too many like different variations of Big Mo. So so I had to like to make it official and still make it stand out and Googleable. Mm-hmm. I had to add something, so um, BITW was something I ended up incorporating officially, but it was, but I you would always incorporate BITW in my name on social medias. Okay. And uh, BITW stands for best in the world. Best in the world, baby. Yes. <laughs> yes, man. Big Mo, man. So me and Big Mo, we met on Clubhouse. And I think it's almost a year ago, right? Man. Yeah, just about almost a year ago. Wow, it'd be like a year in December, like so. That's crazy. Yeah. So we met on Clubhouse, and it was our love for music uh, that kind of brought us together. And we have mutual friends uh, too, but just to kind of like, I think we, we met through the mutual friends first. Yeah. Then the music came later, but man, I think we spent maybe until like the next morning talking in Clubhouse <laughs> because we we could not we wouldn't go to sleep because we just kept going, and Mo would just have us cracking up and laughing, but there's also a serious side to Mo to where he's all about business and music. And so I was like, man, like I gotta have Big Mo on him because you know, if you can't tell right now, Big Mo has a personality that people just flocks to him. And it's not just with his personality, but with his music as well. So for the people who don't know you, like I know you, Big Mo, uh, tell people who you are and where you come from. My name is Big Mo. You know, I'm, any, anyone else can call me Big Mo. My official name is Big Mo, B-I-T-W, of course. But like I said, uh, to keep it comfortable, I, you know, just Big Mo. Um, I am I'm, I'm from Miami, Florida. Specifically, I was born and raised in North Miami. And I've lived in various areas of South Florida. Um, I actually originally came from R&B. Um, but I can, right now, I consider myself a Latin artist and an international artist. Um, you know, I, but like I said, I'm, but I'm, my heart is still always in, in R&B and Latin. So um, my family's from Haiti. Uh, I'm, so I'm, both parents are just Haitian. And uh, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm a singer, recording artist, and music engineer, and a songwriter. Yeah, and then like I said, you got them that sweet angelic voice, just <laughs> you know, the kind of captivates you and break you in. And they about big mo, and then and uh, and you can tell me about this mo is that you're all about culture. Like, even looking at your shirt right now, it's all about culture. And so yep. I think that's one big part about you is that you represent a lot of culture. And like I love how you, even on social media, like you you know there's a big love uh for you being Haitian and you being uh, proud mm-hmm. Haitian uh, descendant. So, like, you know, how important it is to represent culture, especially with you being Haitian? 
um, the fact that I always represent being Haitian, it's something that I consider bigger than me. And, and it's not, and I understand the history behind it. And, you know, you know, a little education for the audience. Um, just, just, and I'm, and I'll make it brief. Uh, you know, Haiti has always had a big history on cultural exchanges and, and collaborating with other countries across Caribbean, Latin America. And it was, and they always did it for something to, for the greater good and something that was bigger than themselves. So I had always aimed to emulate that as I was learning, especially about Haitian culture and Haitian history. So this, so it was something I wanted to emulate and I felt like it's something that really resonated with me. And on top of the fact that South Florida, it's already an extremely diverse area where everyone's from everywhere. Everyone's families are from ever, somewhere else. Um, so many cultures, so many ethnicities. And we were all like, we all, it felt like we were forced to all get along with each other. So I, there, there's, a, there's not a country that I haven't heard about or haven't had a friend that was. And uh, I got to admit, you know, some of the ladies that uh, <laughs> I'm not very discriminate <laughs> when yeah. it comes to um, a woman's ethnicity. So, right. um, but, you know, it was, it was always due to a fact that I always grew up on diversity especially like since since my younger days and teenage years okay and i love that man that's one thing that kind of makes you stand out and like i said if you go to his social media page or you follow him on social media you see his his conversation his music is so diverse and we're going to talk more about his music and how he what kind of music he does do right now on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. This is the Straight Up Show podcast, Music Monday with Big Mo B-I-T-W. Best in the world, baby. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hola, mi amor, mi vida, mi cariño. Te extraño también, baby. Oye, oye, porque eres demasiado hermosa como siempre. Pero mi amor, Escúchame. Yo quiero tu cuerpo. Ahora. Puede ser abierto. Un lleno loco para ti. Puedo ser tu baby. to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth. Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this what it is. It's just a place to be open and honest. And that's what I appreciate most about it. And it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us. Uh, unfiltered raw with all the cursing that calvin does straight up is just being real telling it telling it like it is you know um being you being solid being who you are no matter what it is no matter what situation you're faced with right this is who you are it really it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it is straight up all right, welcome back to the Straight Up Sugar Podcast, Music Monday. My guest today is Big Mo, B-I-T-W, best in the world, baby. So I hope you got your baby oil ready because this, uh, yeah, you like that, Big Mo. Uh, but get the baby oil ready, uh, and we have Big Mo with us today. So once again, brother, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. So, Big Mo, you know, you start, you have this nice, angelic voice, and I just want to know, how, how did you get into music? Like, what, what was your passion? Where did it come from? Like, how did Big Mo get into music? This was actually something that, um, half of it, I say I was definitely born with it, um, especially from my mom's side of the family, because my mom grew up with about, like, 14 siblings, and half of them were musicians. And including my mom, she she's a um, she's a she's a phenomenal, probably one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life, and that's saying it objectively. Um, 
and also and same thing with my sister as well um she my sister's really like my especially my mother she's very like known within the Haitian community especially one of her brothers who is one of the biggest names in Haitian music um and you know anyone can look it up Wodrick Million um he who's in the Haitian music hall of fame um so in you know and rest in peace to him he recently passed away um and but still regardless um my mom she's been i've been i've grew up on music hearing music all my life watching my mom perform in different churches at like every, almost every sunday uh she actually didn't expect me to end up get, becoming a singer myself but there was hints of it when i was a kid because every time i picked up an instrument it always ended up like i always ended up picking it up quick like like that like uh so, and since i was a little kid but you know it was hard to understand but and um singing kind of ended up coming when i was about like 13 years old and i was randomly mowing the lawn and i was singing along with the song and i was like i think i sound pretty good hold on <laughs> so you know it started off from that but um but i always you know i always like you know music was always something that i knew was um born in me was bred in me um i was always surrounded by it i was always surrounded by instruments and music equipments even since i was a baby and you know my mom's been singing since since long before i was even a twinkle in her eye um, and she still sings and performs to this very day. So, well, yeah, she definitely passed it on to you, man. Because, like I said, you have a uh, a great voice and very, I say, angelic. Uh, because it's very soft and it's very unique. And so, uh, so I know that you said, like, even behind you, you have music instruments and stuff like that. Are you are you self taught, or did you take classes, or how did you get into instruments? Um, it was partly it. It kind of like start off self taught, but when I when I went to middle school, um, trumpet was actually it was actually my technically second instrument I picked up, but it was the one that I really shined in. My first was actually saxophone, which I'm still pretty good in, but I never was officially taught. I just ended up just knowing how to play it. Um, but trumpet ended up becoming my favorite instrument. It became my baby. Um, <laughs> And I'm, and even, you know, I always say since middle school, I'm one of the, I was, I was one of the top trumpet players in the state of Florida. Wow. So, um, you know, it, and, and I've, and I've picked up engineering also when I was about like 13 from, a from two different colleagues of my mom who were engineers who engineered my, um, my mother's songs. And they ended up kind of teaching me like different engineering programs. They kind of gave me the program and let me know how to play with it, but I ended up just taking it and falling in love with it. And I've literally learned how to record a song since I was about like maybe 14, 15 years old. So, and, and like I said, big more thank you for all of that. And, and, it, and I apologize. Um, the engineering, it was definitely self-taught as well. Self-taught. Yeah. With that being said, which came first? Was it the engineering part or you stepping in the front uh being an artist first which came first in your your progression to becoming a, a, a musician i'd say technically as uh, um singing kind of came first but engineering didn't fall long after probably it probably happened within the same year but maybe a later month when i knew i could sing and i knew i was being a singer but then i then a good friend i met a good friend of mine in middle school and you know we learned about like you know um recording softwares um you know you know i'm gonna nerd out a little bit but earlier um sony acid days and um so um cakewalk sonar yep <laughs> um th wow. that that's what i that's what i ended up growing up off of and um oh and and um fl studio yeah fl studio yeah um at the time it was called fruity loops fruity loops <laughs> so <laughs> That's um that is literally what I grew up off of. And I'm and I and I'm saying I I came from Fruity Loops three. Wow. That that was the earliest. I know right now it's in his 20s, but 
Um, so yeah, fruit. So I so I have a basic Fruit Loops gave me a basic understanding of producing. Um, and all that was also self-taught. And you know, I would I would like just sit, you know, I'll just have many days where I would just glue to my computer all day and all night, just just playing around with um with with them, these programs. Or either I was playing with with playing with the programs and learning it at home, or at or I would ride my bike to my friend's house because he was learning it, and we would kind of like exchange informations of what we would learn. And then and you're Flor you're a Floridian, and so we know how vital music is down there. And because you are in Florida, you are a Haitian, and you are one of these people who embraces culture that has played a factor into your music. So uh, you you do R&B, right? Yes. But now explain to us, how did you, first off, how did you learn Spanish? And how did you incorporate this into it becoming part of your now music? Um, I know I'll start off with, um, you know, I, I was always originally flocked to R&B. R&B was the main genre I studied the most. Um, it was, it, R&B was my biggest inspiration. Um, R&B is still like, it's, it's even to this day, it's still the love of my life. I still love R&B. Um, and um, down here in South Florida, especially South Florida, extremely diverse. So I already had an understanding of many different cultures and many different ethnicities. Um, and there's many different ethnic communities down here. So, um, so I got to hear many different, you know, cultural genres like Haitian compa, well, of course, that was like one of the first culture genre I, you know, grew up off of, and um, reggae, dancehall, re uh, reggaeton, salsa, bachata, um, you know, those, and, uh, and, and, you know, Florida, like, and in Florida, we have a very specific sound, like, that's known to Florida, you know, where our, our, our sound is really more like fast, and dancing, and, and also at the same time, also love R and B, uh, where you know we kind of, you know, we we where we you know do that you know dance R and B where you're literally like, damn near smashing the the floor, yeah, you know what I mean? Right, the legs yeah. up in the mm -hmm. air and and grinding on, you know that, you know, um, and and Alex and you know I'll explain R and B later, and but how I got into Spanish, it wasn't that difficult of a transition because I would grow up or as I was growing up you know even whether between dating different girls or having friends and even people that you know when I'm going to work people I've worked with um I knew a lot of people who spoke Spanish and only spoke Spanish um I started taking Spanish serious like learning Spanish serious about around 2015 um and I and that is also self-taught as well um I taught, yeah, I, I had taught myself Spanish. I didn't have, yes, yeah, so it, it was well after high school. Um, and, uh, it, and which is something that I picked up in. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't think about that. I was going to make Latin music in the future. I didn't think about that. Right. I really used it just to adapt, you know, because places I've worked in and people I've met, I knew, I said, something just told me in the back of my mind, yo, Mo start learning Spanish and start and take it serious and start learning it right now. And, um, the, and then, so, so I, so I, I found different programs and I would just teach myself at home, um, or at work or on my way to work, you know, so, you know, anytime I had extra time, um, I would just like get these programs and learn it. And, uh, and to this day, I'm still learning, but you know, now I've became like pretty fluent in it. And uh oh yeah, you you've you've held your own definitely some of the rooms we've been in. You definitely yeah. have held your own. And my Spanish is like probably like not as good as yours, nowhere close to it. <laughs> but when we go into these rooms and we talk and have conversations, I feel like I'm the only one left out. I'm like, wait a minute, you know, you're like, what are y'all saying right now? Help me out. But uh so how vital has it been or how how beneficial has it been? learning Spanish, not only with your music, but just overall life, how, how beneficial has that been? I consider it one of the smartest things I've ever did. Um, even at the time, I didn't think that, I didn't think that I was thinking far ahead, but at the time I was, at the same time I was thinking far ahead. 
um, because I didn't expect myself to make Spanish music. Um, like I said, it was mainly to adapt and living in South Florida, you kind of have to because you're going to meet and work with and even date so much people who they don't even know the English language. Uh, so I even say, in, you know, uh, even in a in like in the dating world, I kind of say like the English, the ability to learn English language doesn't even matter to me anymore. So um, so it's, it's kind of like that kind of adapting that I've done. Um, and like I said, people that I've worked with, um, co-workers who have been really close with to this day, don't even know a lick of English. So, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of like what South Florida is about, where you're going to work with some, someone who doesn't even know a lick of English. And there's times where you might work with them very often and very close. Um, and you might end up building like a, like a work, a good work relationship with them. So, um, and so I had different people kind of like help me out as I was learning. And a lot of people knew that I was learning. A lot of people knew that I was learning. Um, so there was that. And, um, and then the transition to making Latin music kind of started in 2019, where I had made this, I had made this dance video and it ended up getting promoted like around, um, around especially Latin America. And I've gotten, and I was getting floods of new followers and I was, and I was getting new followers by the thousands. Right. And just people like, just, just upping me, like, and hyping me up. And they're from like many different countries, you know, many, especially Latin America. So you, you're thinking, you know, Colombia, Venezuela, Argentina, Panama, Mexico, Dominican Republic, like, and they're like, and they're coming from everywhere. And people, whether they're in my comments or in my DMs, um, where people were just like, yo, like just, just, just bunch of hype ups and words of encouragements and, or someone was to say something negative, they'll come at that person. Like, like, you know, you know, they don't even, and they never met me. And then I, and then I came out with, uh, with the song, with the R&B song. And I was getting a bunch of DMS where it was, oh, you know, my R&B song walk away. And it was, people a bunch of people were in my dm saying you know oh i love the song but i can't understand this in english or oh you sound good you have a good voice but i don't understand english or oh i, oh, I, I love your song but you know i don't i don't understand english couldn't understand it and i was like yo what's going on like um and then that's when that's when it built the light bulb in my head i said i need to capitalize off of this and then that, that was one of my first aha moments. And that's when I said, I have to make a song in Spanish. And my first one came in 2020, Necesitas Algo. Um, it was the first Spanish song I've ever wrote in my life. Um, it was one of the hardest um, processes I've ever done because that's when I realized um, things, that, things that rhyme in English, if I translate it to Spanish, they, those words are not going to rhyme. So, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. so it was a, it was, it was a difficult transition, but it was still, it was, it was one of the most fun transitions I've made. Um, and then when I saw the, like the reception I've gotten from these other countries, you know, I was like, this is, this is, I got to make this my lane. And it's definitely been a lane that, uh, from the outside looking in, uh, so many, you know, independent and up and coming Latin artists look for you for guidance now. And I think that's so incredible to see because, you know, uh, I hopped on a studio session of yours on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, IG Live. Mm-hmm. And I just see all these comments in Spanish and from yeah. these different Spanish artists. And I'm like, man, he's really, he has something going right now. And I think that when it comes to music, Big Mo, I think that. What, what makes people not rise to the top is that they're not being creative and they're, they're, I guess their niche doesn't stick out. Yours did, sticks out because, you know, you are dark complected, uh, but at first glance, especially in America, you wouldn't think that you speak Spanish, but that's kind of the ignorance in America uh, for assuming. Which, which they're not, which they're not wrong because I'm Haitian. We speak yeah. Creole. 
Right, right. And um, so at first glance, you wouldn't think that this person who is, they look at your skin first and say, oh, he's Haitian with the Haitian flag because mm-hmm. you represent every day. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, they wouldn't think that you were doing Latin music. And I think that's what makes you stick out the most. And that that's going to be uh, your claim to fame, I guess. Well, you're already kind of famous, but, uh, <laughs> but getting, it's there, be, getting, getting there, there <laughs> getting there. But just to see, it was so amazing to see people just flock to you because of your music and your style. And I think that's going to really open a lot of people's eyes. But you know what? Let me take from Big Mo and say, hey, maybe I got to be more creative with my music and thought process when I'm creating music. And I think you've done a great job with this. And so uh, with that being said, we're going to have more with Big Mo on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Get your baby oil ready because yeah. we got Big Mo on the Straight Up Show podcast, Music Monday. Yeah. Uh, Best in the world, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah. Best in the world, okay. Baby. Okay. Yeah. I got too many girls, I just can't choose one. I like her, like her too. She my girl, she my boo, she my type. She's so cute, I want her and I want her too. I like her, like her too. She my girl, she my boo, she my type. She's so cute, I want her and I want her too. So many girls ready for me. Ain't no way I'm choosing one. I need them all, maybe some more, cause that's how a vulture gets it done. Tired of the same old boring clothes? Want to support your favorite podcast but don't know how? Well, you're in luck. The Straight Up Show podcast store is finally here. In our Teespring shop, you can find all the merch that tells the world you're keeping it straight up. From t-shirts to masks to even leggings, our store has you covered. Just visit straightupshowpodcast.com and click that merchandise button. That's S-T-R, the number eight, upshowpodcast.com. All right, welcome back to Straight Up Show Podcast, Music Monday. I am joining my creative and wonderful, talented uh, guest today, Big Mo, B-I-T-W, best in the world. He is quickly showing you right now why he is the best in the world outside of CM Punk. If you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know that, you know. that was actually where the inspiration came from. Yep. Hence the belt in the background. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> well, wrong kind of belt now, but still, you know, like I said, if you know, you know. Uh, but he is the best in the world at what he's doing right now. And uh, I don't think he can be duplicated because this gentleman has been able to not only study his craft, but go in advance and learn Spanish to not only do R&B music, but to tie it in with Latin uh, and Spanish language as well. So Big Mo, once again, thank you for coming on the show today. Once again, thank you for having me, man. Uh, no, sir, no uh, thank you. Uh, so getting right back into the music part of it, right? So, uh, you know, I used to DJ, I'm not an artist. I have one song out that I've done, which is kind of, you know, and, uh, and but when it comes to making music, I mean, you're a producer slash art, you know, which is this? Engineer. Producer? Engineer, okay. So you're an engineer slash artist, or is it engineer slash engineer? Which goes first in your title? I, I would probably say artist slash engineer. Okay, artist slash um, engineer. Yeah. So I mean, take us to your creative process. I mean, do you do, like, are you writing first or are you doing music first? Um, I'm always I'm always thinking about writing first. Um there's times where I'll I'll find producers to work with and and I and I think of the vibe whether or if it and I think of the direction. Um and if it fits my direction at the time. And then there's times I'll and if I can if I can feel like I can freestyle to that to that instrumental, then I'm gonna like then I'll hit up that producer and be like, okay, how can how can I work with you? And and then I and then I but you know I do the writing. And I do the engineering, I do the mixing and mastering, you know, all on my own. Um, I I record by myself, you know, and I mix myself. So, um, and your and your ad libs are the best too, by the way. Just like you know, just, just <laughs> your, I love I love your ad libs. I'm sorry, I know it's really random. But I love it. <laughs> best in the world, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a lot of ad libs, man. I love it. It, it. it all comes from really studying R and B. Um, you know. You know, I I I have a I have a top five favorite R&B um artists that I those are the best people's those are the best people to study from. Um, go for, I 
um, those are Marcus Houston, Usher, Trey Songs, Chris Brown, and Pleasure P. Wow, that was, um, that, that's some hardcore R&B right there. Yeah, and um, those are like the best people to study. Like I've, I've, I always tell anyone who, if they're really trying to pursue R&B, those are the best people to study because um, they they teach how to maximize your R&B vocals. Um, they teach you how to do, you know, how to really utilize doing backgrounds because R&B is more than just singing. It's understanding making a song and, you know, making backgrounds and, you know, making it sound like a true R&B song. And, and of course, um, even I got to give it to Chris Brown. Um, he taught me how to be versatile and, you know, multiple genres while mm. still maximizing myself. Right, and I'm which glad you said that. Which explained, you know, when I transitioned to reggaeton. I'm glad you said that because, you know, a lot of people give uh, Chris Brown, you know, a, you know, a lot of flight, but he's been able to, like, not only do R&B, but to dominate the pop charts, you yep. know, the pop charts. And me, and this might sound so funny, but when he did that double mint commercial with the, the bubblegum, Oh like, my god! <laughs> I was like, "This is about bubble gum," but like, I'm really <laughs> tuned in to listen to this bubble gum about you doing. Or and this, this, I take it one step further. The Elmo song, like with him and Elmo. I'm oh like, my god! Yes, but like he was, it was soulful. I'm like, you know, so. But of course, Chris Brown, you know, learned from the people older than him, the mm-hmm. older genre R&B, R&B the, uh, the the Marvin Gaye's and stuff like that. And me, like me, if I was because I, I I tamper in engineering, I don't really do a lot of it. You know, like all the beats you hear on our show, I do myself. Uh, but mm-hmm. I like to go back to like you know Isaac Hayes and just that soft. My voice is deeper. You know, and so uh, I do the Isaac Cage, just the just the violins and you know stuff like that. So that's kind of how I am with R and B and music. And, but with Chris Brown, you know, Usher, Marcus Houston, they put you in your feels. You know, and, and it's think- not just that. What well, the main thing is, and I'm sorry to interrupt, um, but the main thing is, you know, they have the best combination of old school and new. Um. And that is the main thing why I have them in like, when I say to study, if you're studying today, um, because even R&B today is different than what it was in 90s and 2000s. And those were different than what it was in the 70s and 80s. Um, But 90s and 2000s R&B was probably the best bridge between the old and the new. Um, In my opinion, it's always done the best. And, you know, if you, when you study those, you know, there's not an era that you wouldn't be able to shine in. Man, I couldn't agree with you more. And I don't don't worry about interrupting me, man. This is this is Music <laughs> Monday with Big Mo B I T W. This this is your time. This is officially Big Mo Week here on Straight Up Show Podcast. So, man, it's this your is, show, man. Man, this is a this is your time to let people know who you are. So, um, and I don't hate to be one of these people to kind of talk about like the negative part of music. Is is there? It's there. You know, of course, it's there. And you know, even though you've had this, this this transition of success and people are coming up to you, uh, as as many can say that it hasn't been easy. Uh, what are some challenges that you have faced, or what you are facing when it comes to doing your music, or something you have done with your music? Um, there, some of the biggest challenges definitely I've ever faced was hearing no all the time, or you know, what or begging different like people who are in the who are in the game or higher up in the game begging them for an opportunity and begging them for like a look um and doing everything that can I can to get them to notice me or or even some a little bit of their acknowledgement and not getting any of it at all um you know there's times where I I just have to just force to just swallow it up you know chalk it to the game um and this and and it was years of um development and another where you know I've you know I felt like I didn't have any support so I was so so when I'm working every little money that I'm scraping up goes to my equipment and from the outside looking in it looks like a waste of time um because I had there was times where and I'm saying years where I had nothing to show for it I had a vision you know I said I, I and I would be like I know I'm not crazy. Like, I know I'm a good artist. I know I'm a good engineer. I know I can make a good sound. I just don't have everything. 
Um, but you know, if I was to pitch like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm really striving to be a music artist and engineer, you know, people could ask, people can ask me, what do you have to show for it? And I and I have nothing to say. I have not I would those times I had many years I had nothing to show for it. That was the one thing. And and there's times maybe circumstances where things just wasn't going my way. And you know, I couldn't get to people or there was times where I couldn't really touch music because there was times I wasn't around moving. So um like I was around moving a lot every year. So there was times I, I was barely able to work on it, but I was still always investing in it. I would still scrape on the low. Like I was still scraping money and any money I was able to save came to a new equipment, came to a new sound. I can, I, like, I, like, I really, what I, where I'm sitting here now, you know, it's, it's a really nice looking studio and I'm looking at all my equipment and I can tell you what year I got it and what era I had it because I remember certain circumstances I was going through and I can, t- and I, you know, so, um, but, uh, so, but the main thing was like, you know, I had nothing to show for it. So now leading to today, where now I'm in a point where there's finally a light in the end of the tunnel. And a lot of people, and it makes a lot of people think, oh, like I kind of, it just kind of happened overnight. I'm like, oh, hell no. This is like minimum 10 years in the making, minimum. But it's really, it was probably really like 15 years in the making um, mm-hmm. of just straight struggle. Um, and to finally get a notice and to finally get the sounds I want, to finally get the sounds that I need, to have the skills that I need. Um, you know, and another big obstacle was I was financially turned down from one of my from two of my dream music schools. And I told myself, I don't care. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna I'm just gonna learn anyway. It's gonna take longer, but screw it. I'm going to keep lear- I'm going to keep learning and I'm going to keep building my craft in it. So um so now the days of today I'm glad I, I'm able to tell myself that I was right to not give up. And now I have something to show for it. Yeah, and that's really an inspiration man that you you really can be honest about that and how you just never gave up, man, cuz I'm one of those people too that say you can't tell me no. You know, I look at no as like no next opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. yeah, you know, and you and uh, you keep doing that. You keep going. And so, one thing about you is that because I worked in media, you know, my whole life, and like, I remember one of the things that they told me is that you you can never be on TV because you're fat. And I'm like, whoa, wow, that hurts. They just hit me in the gut like that. You know what I mean? Just something like that. And so, but here I am. I've, I've interviewed Dak Prescott. You know, today was white. You know that that hasn't. Mm. That hasn't stopped me. So I think that uh, you and I, you and I have a, I guess I don't know if it's old or new or recent mutual friend, but we have a mutual friend who is a also a plus size person and is an influencer. Uh, as she did, she didn't let that stop her. But she talked about this thing called fat phobia, to where uh, people look at you and they just judge you because of the way you look and don't think that you deserve to be where you are because of you being, you know, overweight or uh, bigger than most people. Do you think that has played a factor in what you're trying to achieve or what you try to get at all or what? Um, the first thing I'm going to say um, when it comes to fat phobia, um, as a man, you know, we can't, we're, we don't have the luxury to really point it out because men, we're always going to get the worst end of the stick and we're going to have to always have the burden um, we have to have all this responsibility. So, you know, we, we get, we get the worst end of it and whether it's in the, in, in the career world and, and especially in the dating world. Um, and it's up and it's, and I always say, you know what, as a man, you got to take it and power through it or what I did. Um, I, I saw, even though it's, you know, a lot of people see it as a flaw. What I did was flip it and turn it in, turn it into an advantage. Um, you know, as even though I'm also an artist, I am also a dancer. And anyone who knows me, people who know me personally will tell you, Big Mo is very, very light on his feet. And he, and he can literally keep up with any slim person around him. Um, I even even to to even get more personal i've actually won a couple 
um, dance contests um, and different dance battles. Not like huge, but still like different dance battles and battling people who were much better than me. But the crowd saw that, yo, this big dude is keeping up with everybody else. Um, and so I kind of got a lot. I kind of won over the crowd with that. Um, so what I always say to any big dude in, um, around, you know, keep building yourself up, finding new skills um, and taking that flaw and flipping it into an advantage. Um, because there's, there's no time to cry over how people see you and how people view you. You still have to continue to work on yourself and strive for greatness. If, if you're not able to, you know, to, to change how you look, at least build some skills. Um, or, or if you and find a career or find a goal, find, find achievements and, and chase that goal. Um, and, you know, and, under, and understand yourself know, and know yourself. Um, so I was able to see that, that I was able to flip into an advantage. So, and even as a singer, you know, you know, so people were like, oh, and so he's like, oh, he dance, he's light on his feet. You know, then now, now I'm like sexier than, than how people actually would have initially view me. And, you know, I've had, and I've had some girls that were like, yo. Oh, I know. They, 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 they told me like they would have never, ever thought they would have seen themselves. But, and they were like, it's just something about you. Um, and I knew because I, I purposely made sure that I built multiple skills. Uh, so you know, for, for all the big dudes out there, and I'm proud to represent for the big dudes, you know, there's times you got to earn your stripes. You're going to have that burden. You got to earn those stripes. You got to build skills, chase your goals, chase your career, um, you know, because, you know, saying like, you know, we don't, we're not able to have the, we don't have the luxury to cry over how other people are going to view us because they're going to, they're going to hate you anyway. Let's say you big, you lose weight tomorrow. They're going to be like, oh, 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 you think you better than us because you lost weight. Like, you, you ain't, you're not going to make everybody happy. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to they gonna hate you regardless. If people hate themselves, they're going to hate you regardless. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, so, yeah. What, what did Enzo Mori say? Uh, Enzo say, uh, hate ain't nothing but jealous disguised by love. That's what it mm. is. Remember yep. that? You said, uh, hate ain't nothing but jealous disguised by love. And I love that's that. Right. You said that, and that's why I had to have Big Mo on this on the show because you know he, he's a bigger guy. But man, I've seen Big Mo in Clubhouse talking to these girls, and these girls just like Big Mo, and like, and then he's like, "All right, I got the baby oil." It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and to see you just as comfortable in your skin, man, that you know that that speaks volumes, man. Because there are some days that you know I know I hadn't told you this before, but there's some days where like. Man, I'm scared to put myself on camera sometimes, you know, because I see Big Mo over here taking his shirt off like this. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Big Mo yeah. is just, and like, but the thing is, is that you know, you gotta, is, you gotta love yourself because how can you expect other people to love you? You don't even love yourself, right? And I said, man, I know you don't know this, but man, like you've really been an inspiration to me uh, for you just being yourself, man. Not only because you study other cultures and you embrace other cultures, but you, the the point is, is that you stay to yourself. And I, I love that about you, man, because you feel the culture, but you love yourself first. And then you and you spread the love to other people as artists or whatever. So uh, with that being said, personally, I want to thank you, brother, for that inspiration that you have given to me uh, as a friend. I appreciate that so much, man. No problem. I'm, I'm glad to represent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so with that being said, Big Mo, I know we've been kind of in lockdown. Things are opening back up. But uh, but before we go, I'm going to ask a couple more questions and let you go. Uh, what does Big Mo have coming up next on his music? Like, what, what do you have now? Like, what's going on with you? Um, and a lot of my music, um, I've kind of had this little, another light bulb moment, another aha moment, um, uh, where I kind of made a thing to, I made a different country themes, which, like I said, my latest one, I mean, my, my most recent song, Sulia, was a Venezuelan theme song. Um, and basically, so the next, so the next project I'm actually working on, is, it's a salsa joint. It's gonna be because I, I, I've always wanted to have my hand in salsa. By the way, I dance salsa as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I've learned to dance salsa, and I'm pretty good at it. Um, so with that said, it's a salsa joint, and the theme is gonna be Colombia. 
Okay. So that's what I'm having coming up next. Okay. And it might not be summer right now, but man, like you let me listen to Julia when, when you first had it out. I was like, I had it on repeat, bro. Like <laughs> I had it on repeat. I was like, what did Big Mo just do? I was like, okay, <laughs> Big Mo. And like we was in the clubhouse, just like, wow, this is on repeat because it was that it's that good. And we're gonna actually have Big Mo perform that here in a second. But uh man, Big Mo. So uh, if people want to, re- are you helping other artists out right now? Or like, are you are you like, wanting to reach out to you? Like, if they want to collab with you or you work with the engineer, how can people find you on social media or how can they collab with you on music? I'm always open for collabs. Um, and because because I built my studio and for my engineering, so I can easily work remotely. So doesn't matter where you are. I, I'm going to, all I'm going to ask, I'm like, okay, what are the stems? Or I can send you the stems. And um, so I can easily collab with anyone without even leaving my home. Um, so they can reach me at um, Big Mo underscore B-I-T-W. Um, I, you know, even just Googling my name, it's, you know, I made myself very easily accessible. Um, but, you know, Instagram is one of the best places to reach me. Instagram or Twitter, um, that's B-I-G-M-O underscore B-I-T-W. Um, you know, anyone who reaches me from there, you know, will be able to easily contact me. You know, I, like I said, I can, I, it doesn't even have to be a song that I'm featured in. You know, if, if some, if someone's a um, need, if someone recorded a song and needs someone to mix and master, I have that. I can do that for you as well. Um, and, you know, also, you know, even as a songwriter and rec- um, recording artist, so, you know, you know, either a chorus or a verse or both, you know, I can have, you know, I, I can have that covered and I can work remotely. I have all of my inform I handle all of my information independently. So, you know, I'll already have my ASCAP and BMI, or well, I'm under ASCAP. I'll, I'll, so I'll have my ASCAP ready. So, um, and so, yeah, that, that's my main thing. Um, what, what was the other thing? Was the other, was, did, I, did I cover it? Everything? They killed everything. How they find you on social media where they can find it. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about Big Mo is that uh, you, you you had a studio session on uh, Facebook Live, and I'm sitting there watching mm. you, and, like, Big Mo, when he starts working, you look so serious, but then, like, when you get through it apart, you start you start smiling again. I'm like, wait a minute. You just went from, like, real serious to, like, working on your music, and then, like, Big Mo, like, just, and, it was, I, yeah. and it's crazy <laughs> to see you, how you take, how you take music so seriously. And then, like, you want to, I think you're a perfectionist, honestly. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, like, just to see you, like, just over there mixing and mastering, and you, like, and then, like, I was like, wow, man, <laughs> this this guy is really just into his music. So I'd love to see that passion uh, from you, Big Mo. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great show with uh, my friend Big Mo, best in the world, B-I-T-W. Uh, man, Big Mo, once again, thank you so much uh, for coming on the Strap Show, Show Show Podcast, Music Monday. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm glad. I'm, I really enjoyed this. All right, Big Mo, before you leave, you're going to play a little something, something for us, right? Of course, I got you. You know, this is this is my latest song. This is actually my favorite song. It is called Sulia. It is available on all platforms, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Um, anywhere that you listen to music, it, Sulia is there. All you got to do is just search up Big Mo, B-I-T-W, Sulia. So I hope everyone enjoys it. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, Big Mo, B-I-T-W, best in the world. Si puedo conocerte, Sonia. Si puedo verte, Sonia. Espero presionarte, Sonia. Solo quiero besarte, Sonia. Si puedo conocerte, Sonia. Si puedo verte, Sonia. Espero presionarte, Sonia. Solo quiero besarte, Sonia. En mi mente, siento que no puedo alejarme de ti. Me lo no es una 
Como siento, Zulia, Zulia, te amo, 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 Zulia, Zulia, te